Hashtag a represent. <laughs> You're listening to Hashtag Represent. I'm Teresa, and um, this season, uh, Tatiana is studying abroad in France, so we have a sub. And her name is Faith. So, Faith, Hi. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Uh, my name is Faith Kim. Uh, I'm a legal studies major, and I'm Korean-American, born and raised in Los Angeles. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, we have a lot to unpack um, mm-hmm. in this episode, in this coming season. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of moving a little bit from simply just talking about the medias that um, we've looked at, that we've been observing, and going deeper into um, relating it to our own experiences and our uh, knowledge and education on Asian Americanists. Yes. So first off, um, the first topic we're going to talk about is, oh, and before we start, um, just a disclaimer, the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the views of WSUM, University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Mm -hmm. So the 2020 election is coming up. Yes, very excited and nervous. (laughs) (laughs) And... As of now, we are not entirely sure who the Democratic um, candidate is going to be. So we want to talk about someone who actually is Asian American um, and is running as a Democratic um, representative, and that's Andrew Yang. Yes, Andrew Yang. Um, He has a kind of a smaller following, but those people who follow him are like devout to him. Mm -hmm. They love him. so a couple of things is he recently came to the decision with um, NBC that he's not going to appear on any more of the debates on their show again. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of conflict. Um, he claims that NBC turned off his mic during the debate. Oh, wow. Um, I watched a part of it, and I did notice he had a very short speaking time. The time that they did turn his mic on was when they asked him about China, which he's that... a businessman, yeah, but... That's just... That's just really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And given that it's like it's that like feeling of like, you know, being in class and like you're like oh, you're yeah. probably smart and you know all the answers and you keep raising your hands and they the teacher never calls on you. Mm-hmm. But when they're talking about Asia, Asia, Chinese New Year, yeah. Lunar suddenly New Year, you're supposed to be the expert. on. The yeah. And like, how did your family celebrate Chinese mm-hmm. New Year? And that they don't think it's like inappropriate to do yeah. that. But mm-hmm. the fact that they silenced you in like the previous questions, that's something that's like really bothering me oh yeah i've definitely been asked like how did your family celebrate the lunar new year and i'm like uh we we did it sorry like i wish i could tell you more (laughs) yeah do you have a little bit more to talk about with andrew yang yeah i am i do know that they called him john yang on air before and it's just like come on this man is one of the several people trying to become like the president of the united states the least you could do is give him the respect he deserves and by that i mean get his name right. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that they called him John Yang because I do know like John is kind of a typical name for a lot of like um, Asian males. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting that they would try to like pigeonhole that onto him. Um, and yeah, yeah, they've tried like they've had some conflict and I guess the resolution is he's not going to appear, which I think is, you know, getting rid of a voice like mm-hmm. an Asian American voice yeah. that, you know, is vital to this stage. And that's like, it's really disappointing, too, because like you said, like, you know, they have them. It's like it kind of makes me think about the whole like chink situation. Oh, yeah. Where it's like right now, obviously, they're calling him John and it's nothing like 
racist mm-hmm. in a sense. But if you really think about it, you're kind of like generalizing oh, yeah. the Asian Americanness and like he being like the token Asian guy mm-hmm. running for president, and you kind of just generalizing him with the stereotypes you have in your mind. Yeah. And that I feel like it is tied to like calling like Chinese Americans chink in the mm-hmm. past, and it's not an okay thing to say. It's not super okay. racist. Yeah, do not say that. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> that is not a good word. If you are not Asian, do not say that word yeah, to me. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot say that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's kind of, it's it's sad because it feels like he's compromising mm-hmm. himself because the system is not treating him mm-hmm. right. Oh, and yeah. it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, why does he have to be the one to compromise? Why yeah. can't the system do something about mm-hmm. it? It's also like he's the only Asian person on stage. You can get this man's name right. Yeah. He does not look like anybody else on stage. Mm-hmm. Just the same way you can pronounce Pete's last name, you can get Andrew Yang right. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is just, uh, this is, I am really sad. But also, I think that him appearing in the presidential election is bringing a positive light and oh, is yeah. bring to like the Asian American community mm-hmm. because um, in the past, I feel like there has never been like a prominent Asian figure yeah. in American politics. Mm-hmm. And one guy who is Asian American is running for president. That's actually, a huge <laughs> leap. It, yeah, I know. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting seeing him on stage. Like, wow, I can definitely see him in my community here in Madison or back home in my Asian community. Like, I, I feel like that's just so important to see somebody who's running for such an important position mm-hmm. who looks like me, looks mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. All right, so um, I guess best of luck to mm-hmm. Andrew Yang yeah. in, this, in this election. We'll keep our eyes open for him and the rest of the nominees. Yes, <laughs> and remember to go vote. Voting oh, is yeah, so definitely. important. Go register. It is go your vote. privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tell him, Teresa. <laughs> it is your privilege to vote. <laughs> so remember to register. Mm-hmm. Get that absentee ballot if you're not at oh, home. Yeah. And yeah, remember to vote. What day is it again? Oh, God. November 3rd, 2020. November 3rd, 2020. It's pretty far away. That's kind of crazy. I know. I thought it was going to be closer yeah. for some reason. Why did I think it was closer? Gosh. I thought it was like in the next month or something. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, would geez. be crazy because <laughs> n- we don't have like a Democrat like mm-hmm. a candidate yet. Yeah. And they're like, next month. So you guys got to, you know, get, oh, geez. <laughs> get it together before February. Oh, my God. That would have been crazy. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> All right, go vote, everybody. And for this segment, we'll be talking about a TV show called Kim's Convenience mm-hmm. Store that is on Netflix. Yeah. And Faith, I, I know I recommended it to you like just two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on it? So my initial thoughts, and this was after watching maybe 10 minutes with like over the shoulder of my boyfriend, was, oh my goodness, I hate the accents. Mm-hmm. I hated how heavy they sounded and how incorrect it was. Um, the mother was saying, you coming to church Sunday? Yes, we is. And I, that's just... Anybody who's learning English, like, those are not grammatical mistakes that you make. Those are mm-hmm. not mistakes that you make when speaking English. So that really bothered me. But I sat down and watched the first episode, and I was like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought. Once you mm-hmm. get over the accents, which is a really high barrier to get over. Yeah. Um, I think there's a really interesting viewpoint. Um, the first episode was about, um, like, LGBTQ, kind of. It kind of discussed that and, mm-hmm. like, 
the um, father's reaction to gay people and yeah, yeah that one <laughs> did not particularly sit well with me mm-hmm. um so uh, the basic um background of this show is about a korean canadian family yeah. and they have two children a daughter mm-hmm. and a son mm-hmm. and the son is probably what they call and the epitome of an Asian failure children. Yeah. Estranged. He, he did not go to college. He ran away. He's not the good child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He works at a... Like a like, car dealership slash rental yeah, place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his boss is hitting him. He doesn't go home. Yeah. He doesn't ask for help. And mm-hmm. then he's kind of just like not like part of the family mm-hmm. anymore. Like, epitome of asian failure yeah asian failure children (laughs) like filial piety is not there at all he is not sending money back to the parents no and they (laughs) say they do want not want to talk to him Mm -hmm. and then the other children is the daughter yeah who also kind of is straying away yeah from the typical asian children route Mm -hmm. she wants to be a photographer yeah which is if you're an asian person you know that is not condoned (laughs) yeah anything art related is not okay definitely kind of like oh have you considered not doing that do you want to like maybe try out engineering Mm -hmm. or like computer science Mm -hmm. maybe become a doctor computer science lessons programming lessons. oh my gosh i tried to learn coding that did not go over well it's so hard (laughs) like how i'm reading just I'm reading things, mm-hmm. but I don't understand it. Yeah. And I just... It's like learning yeah. another language. Exactly. That's not it's to called. It. Like, yeah. like a coding language. Like mm-hmm. Java or Python. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what that is. Oh, man, girl. I did. I tried to learn Python. Yeah. How yeah, did that, that go? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was so hard. I was stuck on the same lesson for weeks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it did not go over well. Yeah, so that's like this kind of the story of um, their family. Their parents are, I believe, first gen immigrants. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I've understood so mm-hmm. far. And then so they have a convenience store, mm-hmm. and then um, kind of they have their children, well, the daughter help out, mm-hmm. and the first thing like I noticed from the show was their accents yeah. from the from the parents, mm-hmm. and it really did not sit well with me. Because I feel like trying a very heavy to put on a heavy Asian accent, whatever that is, mm-hmm. is something that's so early, like seventies, eighties mm-hmm. representation of Asianness yeah. in any like media, mm-hmm. and so and it's used to like shame Asian people exactly. Like, oh, it's like um, that one guy in. Um, breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh yeah, he was like yeah. Japanese Good neighbor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they made him like they gave him like a buck tooth, and yeah. then they made him speak in this really heavy accent, mm-hmm. and it's just so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it's so, it just it feel it feels really backward mm-hmm. seeing that this show um, premiered in I believe 2016. Something is kind that, of yeah. yeah is kind of like portraying what happened in what was more than like what. 50, 60 mm-hmm. years ago. And mm-hmm. we would think that we have a more, like, a deeper understanding and yeah. a better representation of immigrant mm-hmm. families. But it's not because, yeah. like you said, like, the accents, there are, I'm not, we're not saying that, you know, as immigrants, you shouldn't have accents. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have the American accent. No, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. what we're saying. But, like, it's not accurate and it's very poorly researched. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting, though, is that, the writer of this show is Korean Canadian. So um, 
that kind of really shocked me because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you are a Korean person, you should have a general understanding of what that accent sounds like. Yeah. And it kind of made me wonder, is this show catered to someone who is not Asian? Mm-hmm. And like maybe like a white person in Canada who can kind of sit there and laugh at the accent. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing. It's like laughing at the accent. Yeah, that's which, yeah opens another box. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's oh, and then it gives to like um, Asian spectatorship. Yeah. And then um, we were talking about this in my other class, where um, in um, P. T. Barnum's like first like circus show, mm-hmm. um, he pr- exhibited. Oh, I hated God. this in quotes. <laughs> oh, no. um, the first ever Asian woman to mm-hmm. set foot on North American land, and her name was Afong Moi. Mm-hmm. And what he had her do was basically she just sat there. Oh my goodness! And did her like daily, um, like activities. She mm-hmm. was stand. She was wearing like a traditional like Chinese dress, mm-hmm. and then she was fanning herself mm-hmm. with like an elegant, mm-hmm. elegant fan. And she was just counting in Chinese. Interesting. And then she was walking around, mm-hmm. and then that was what she was doing. And then wow. it was set up around, and then people were just watching just her Just watching that. her. Jeez. It was, and yeah. then that feels like, it's like, it stems from, like, how we view, like, Asian as, like, exotic, mm-hmm. like, strange. Oh, yeah, like different, and I yeah. want to watch it more. And it, I feel like it also stems from the history of, like, you know, generally Asian Americans or Asians in North America, you know, there's this idea of don't fight back. Mm-hmm. Like, don't protest. Don't try to talk loudly against what's going on with you because if you're quiet, it'll pass. Mm-hmm. And I think we've managed to fly under the radar a lot of times, but I think it's come to a point now where if we keep staying silent in situations like this, the treatment's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go way back to BT Barnum's yeah. to a point where we're being mocked again. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like enough is enough it's time to put our foot down yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um like this is the whole point of this podcast is we're talking about these things and it's important to talk about these things because you know that the the phrase that they say that if you're silent you are on on the side of the oppressor yeah Mm -hmm. because if you are not taking a stand you are giving into the system Mm -hmm. and that's definitely not what we want to do because the system is oppressive and the system Mm -hmm. is not in favor of you so why are you standing on the side of the oppressor Mm -hmm. when ultimately at the end of the day they're going to come back to oppress you yeah and then by at that time like you really have no choice yeah and you'll have no support Mm -hmm. because you were silent yeah so i think kim's convenience store I like how there's representation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so great seeing Asian people on television. Um, the accents definitely need some work. Also, I think, I mean, considering it is the first episode that I watched, um, they're trying to tackle like LGBTQ within the Asian community. And I just feel like it didn't hit home. There wasn't quite enough conversation around that. And the solution was the gay discount, where mm-hmm. the father is just going to give people who he thinks is gay a discount at his store. And I feel like there's a lot more that this show could have taken on. Yeah. Um, obviously, they don't want to bite off more than they can chew in the first episode and scare viewers away. So I'm looking forward to maybe seeing more of this conversation come back in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it does. I'll have to watch to find out. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like that's like a good representation of like 
accepting um, queerness mm-hmm. in the Asian community because it's a slow process. It's very, it's very gradual, mm-hmm. and obviously, we don't want to say like him giving people the gay discount is like wow, he's so yeah. generous. He's like so liberal right now. It's mm-hmm. obviously not. Yeah, but I feel like it's a small step, mm-hmm. which. I think is important when we're communicating to like older generations of, mm-hmm. of people in the Asian community because we have them understand why pronouns matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe understand why my friend who is a girl from high school has a girlfriend now yeah. and why that's okay and mm-hmm. why that's not something that's mentally wrong. It's yeah. just it's born in them and mm-hmm. it's it's a normal it's thing. Are, yeah. yeah, I think it is interesting kind of thinking back on it like how it got swept under the rug really quickly i think that is actually kind of accurate of the asian community where it's like you know oh there's this different thing i don't want to really confront my own um, stereotypes i have of it or my issues i have with it i'm just going to ignore it i'm going to forget it i'm going to try to get rid of it as soon as possible rather than having that conversation with the the gay man at the beginning of the episode he's like i just give it a gay discount and i feel like that's his way of trying to go over the conversation and over mm-hmm. the topic. And it's uh, just another way of avoidance of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I think it's sad. It is sad. Yeah. But obviously you want to try t- to do more. And I'm reading um, their page right now. They just got renewed for a fourth season. Wow. Which I'm so surprised because I mm. watched like three episodes of the first season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I do not know if I want to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things, though. Okay, maybe yeah. it got better. Yeah, maybe. It's one of those you have to get past like the first season. And yeah, then the second maybe. season gets better. Mm-hmm. I hope. Um, so, yeah, let's hope um kim's convenience store continue to surprise us and we'll mm-hmm. keep you updated yeah. um, more seasons representation is always good <laughs> for our final topic of this episode we'll be talking about bts at the grammys Woo. i'm gonna just do a disclaimer over here Mm-hmm. I am not an army. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge BTS fan. I don't mm-hmm. hate them. I'm just not like you're neutral. I'm neutral. Mm-hmm. I listen to all sorts of K-pop songs, but mm-hmm. I know Faith. Yes, you I'm love a fan. BTS. I am a big fan of BTS, and it's rather embarrassing. <laughs> but I always say to my parents because they're like, "You should buy tickets," and I say to them, "If I bought a ticket and saw them, I would be taken out in a stretcher. Like I'd be so excited, yeah. my heart would burst." <laughs> I'd be foamy at the mouth. Like, I just, you know, I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. <laughs> that's the, ex- that's, I feel like that's like the, oh, BTS, and I'm doing this comparison, and mm-hmm. I hope people don't get mad, mm-hmm. but they are, they, people have been saying that they are the next, the n- next biggest thing they've seen since the Beatles. Like, yeah. In like boy group mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, please don't get mad at me for saying this. Obviously, I'm biased, mm-hmm. but. BTS has a giant following mm-hmm. and just the recognition that they've gotten from just the international community as a whole is pretty amazing. Like yeah. in Sydney, they lit up that big building with the, the color purple when they were performing there. Like, and they do that all over the country mm-hmm. or all over the world. They'll light up like their biggest like um, monument, I guess, in the color purple mm-hmm. when BTS is coming to perform in whatever city it is. Yeah. So it's huge. It's and I feel huge. like, um, 
it might have been a little bit bigger than I feel like Beatles. Not saying the which one is better, but because mm-hmm. of our current digital age, it's oh, so yeah, much easier definitely. to access mm-hmm. like information on where they're going to yeah. see them perform. Like there's YouTube videos mm-hmm. of people at concerts. Just like it's just so much easier to get access to them mm-hmm. that it's they're such a big deal just all over the world. Yeah, and I'm so surprised because like K-pop was a huge thing when I was started out as a huge thing when I was in middle school. So yeah. that's like six years ago yeah like wow bug on themselves came out when we were in middle school yeah. yeah that was huge and then like i feel like it's suddenly well gangnam style came out mm-hmm. and then it kind of like died down a little bit yeah i definitely because feel like that it was just like one big thing mm-hmm. and then it was like a trend and yeah. then it kind of died down but now we see like a consistent growth mm-hmm. in like k-pop in yeah. america in general and oh i was so goodness, surprised yeah. when i came here that like my roommates who are from a small town in Wisconsin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was in a K-pop club in high school. I know. That's so crazy. <laughs> I wasn't even in a K-pop group in high school or K-pop club. Yeah. It's insane. Like in middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. that there are people who listen to K-pop and now they're getting so much more, much more recognition mm-hmm. in the music industry here. So we want to talk about how... Um, in 2019, they were nominated for a Grammy, mm-hmm. and which was a huge deal because I yeah. think they might be the first like Korean yeah. group ever yeah. to be nominated mm-hmm. for a Grammy. That was really exciting because it it proved to I guess all the fans that like, hey, you're not. It, this isn't like a little vacuum where you're enjoying this and it's just you and a couple of other people. Like the international community is now recognizing it. Grammys, which is so popular and so looked up to, the fact that they nominated BTS um, in 2019, that was huge. Mm-hmm. It was just shocking, I think, for everyone. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but the thing we wanted to talk about, especially was in 2020 Yes. and despite having three number one albums in the U S they were not nominated for a single Grammy this year, a huge devastating shock. I remember going through that list over and over again, thinking I must be wrong. Mm -hmm. And the three number one albums in the United States, that's a title that only the Beatles have. Yeah. Group. Yeah. So for such a big group who is almost on the level if not on the level of the Beatles to not get a single Grammy nomination I almost want to call xenophobia yep yeah I and like we said the opinions expressed on this show yes do not reflect <laughs> do not the views of WSUM we knew first it was Madison or its border regions mm-hmm. but it is something that also upset at me mm-hmm. not even being like a huge BTS fan but mm-hmm. it's like you're supposed to recognize people for their outstanding achievements in the music industry. This mm-hmm. is what Grammys was supposed to be about. Yeah. And the evidence was so obviously laid out in front of you that mm-hmm. that was what they achieved. And the last person to achieve this was the Beatles, yeah. who everyone knows yeah. that they are a huge a deal. Name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not even going to give them a nomination. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's disrespectful. It's, it's just purely disrespectful. It's, yeah. And I'm, and I'm just, shocked because i'm looking back at like um this is and then i kind of want to talk about how like the grammys or like even the oscars mm-hmm. are very whitewashed oh yeah 100 percent. um i'm looking at the in the past how many asian american artists have been nominated or even won mm-hmm. a grammy um not a huge 
lot, mm. mostly from like indie acts. There hasn't been like mm. a popular Asian artist who has won True. a Grammy. Yeah. The one that I'm looking at right now, um, I know like Japanese Breakfast or JSOM. Mm-hmm. These are like, or even like 88 Rising. Oh, These yeah. are artists who like, I feel like in mostly known in the Asian American community. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hugely like, known. You know, yeah, you know ADA Rising. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Honestly. The higher American, brothers, you yeah. know them. You know ADA Rising. But to people who aren't mm-hmm. in the Asian American community, mm-hmm. they don't recognize that. Yeah. And then they put on this front and it's like, well, it's based on your work. It's mm-hmm. based on, you know, we only, we don't look at color. We don't look mm-hmm. at race. But obviously you do because yeah. these people are producing great music mm-hmm. and they're not getting the visibility they need yeah. to even be recognized by you. And that's just something that does. it's just it's wrong. And mm-hmm. because of this, when you have someone who is so obviously an influence all over the world like BTS mm-hmm. to not get nominated, it just. It just confirms that yeah. this and whole it thing completely is... discredits the Grammys. Like, exactly. Who's going to watch this and be like, "Yeah, I believe that these nominations are, you know, were these nominees were selected with a unbiased mind." Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. So. So yeah, and then I'm just tying this to like um, I mentioned about the Oscars, mm-hmm. is um, I feel like as a kid growing up, I believed like the Oscar and the Grammys was the highest prestige oh, yeah. um, in, which, in which one artist can gain recognition in mm-hmm. their respective field. But in recent years, like, seeing how, like, the Oscars was so whitewashed, mm-hmm. um, how it's all male-dominated. Oh, yeah. It just, I kind of lose faith mm-hmm. in is what kind of recognition is, it, I, and are you getting from it? Mm-hmm. Like, and is it even recognition that you want at this point? Exactly. Like, does BTS need a Grammy? Like, I'm pretty sure the Grammys need BTS at this point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, (laughs) mind blow. Yeah. Like, BTS is doing fine with and without the Grammys. Mm -hmm. They're going to continue to pop. Yeah. And the Grammys, like, viewership is going down. Mm -hmm. People don't watch it as much. And I, if BTS were nominated, I wonder what would have happened with the viewership. Mm -hmm. I feel feel like even people in, um, like Asian countries or like mm-hmm. European countries who um, typically don't watch the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like personally, I didn't like watch the Grammys yeah. live. Like I feel like um, when I was growing up, unless you were into um, American music, mm-hmm. you wouldn't like know about the Grammys. You wouldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, now that if BTS is going in, like international fans who love BTS oh, are yeah. all gonna tune in and they're all gonna be like rooting for them. Mm-hmm. They're all gonna they're gonna watch beginning to end, just oh, yeah. waiting for them to come on. Just that one stage that they have. Yeah. Lil Nas X, he's amazing and he invited them to perform Old Town Road with him, like the remix. Um and I think that was like incredibly gracious of him. And I think um like he got he got he came away with a couple of wins, which mm-hmm. go f- good for him. So happy for him. And I think it's kind of sad that bts needed like an invitation from another artist who is also really huge mm-hmm. to come to this prestigious event like mm-hmm. they should have been able to get in there on their own merit and mm-hmm. unfortunately they needed help exactly and then i feel like that calls into the question of what grammys is about yeah what is what is the grammy trying to like achieve mm-hmm. 
I feel like in the past we've always assumed that they're only they're gonna reward the people with the highest musical achievement with mm-hmm. who's making great art like to people all around the world. Yeah. Is it really true? How many artists do we see that are nominated in the Grammys that are not American? Yeah. How many very of them? Few. Very few. It's actually very shocking. I was looking at the list and I was like, why do I know all of these names? Yeah, they're like, all. Why are they all American? Most or, of them. Or North American. North American if you count yeah. like well, Justin Bieber, I don't know. Was he nominated? <laughs> <laughs> was he? Oh, oh. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I feel like no. if he was. <laughs> so, or like, and this, like, actually, um, I'm thinking back on this and I remember. Last summer, I was talking to this other girl at the radio station, mm. and I was playing um, K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the whole summer, I was playing K-pop, and then this girl listened to the music was like, what language are they singing? I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Korean. This is like K-pop. And then she said, this is so interesting because she's never knew how to find music mm-hmm. that weren't American. Yeah. And then she said she had a conversation with her boyfriend who said, I think everyone in the world just listens to American music. Yeah, it's like we're the standard for some reason in America. Yeah, and then he's like, do people in other countries even have music? And then, yeah, so then I was like, what? And then she said, yeah, I told him all. I was like, obviously they do. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but still, do people even listen to them? Mm -hmm. And then that just like, it, it like made me so, it made me feel really like, angry but also mm-hmm. in a sense it's like am i the only person who yeah like if you never leave the states if you're born in the states you never leave the states and mm-hmm. you never reach out like you never know that there are so many other different cultures mm-hmm. or music around you that's yeah. being produced and you're just kept in this little box and you just think that you know this mm-hmm. is like your this is your whole world and mm-hmm. that's how the world should be yeah i mean just I feel like the reason I knew about K-pop was because I'm Korean and my mom listened to K-pop and just like just Korean music in general. Um, So that was kind of how I was introduced to it. I was a huge fan of K-pop when I was in middle school. And I remember people would take my like little iPod and like go through it and be like, oh, like, what is this on here? I don't understand what they're saying and being really disrespectful. Mm Obviously, the I guess the mentality has changed for the most part. Um, there are still people who are really disrespectful if they find out you listen to K-pop. But um, I feel like that attitude in the beginning was just like, someone who doesn't speak English, I can't like it. It's mm-hmm. horrible. I don't understand. If I don't understand, I'm not going to like it. Yeah, that's such a big... And I like I love that mm-hmm. sentence. It's, it's true. It's people who... That's their excuses. Like, even my friends back home who, like, they don't speak Korean. Mm. And they're like, why would you listen to music that you can't understand? Mm-hmm. And then I go like, aren't you the one who always says, like, music has no borders. Like, yeah. music is how we communicate mm-hmm. across different cultures. Different, mm-hmm. That's how, that's the easiest way to know, like, another culture, another yeah. person. And then so I'm just seeing this and then, like, tying this back to BTS. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, what do we want to see from, like, the Grammys or, like, the music industry mm-hmm. in the future? Or just like these prestigious awards, because I feel like BTS is only the beginning. We're seeing a lot more come out of Asia, and I feel like we need to keep our eyes and ears at, like tor- turn towards it. Like we were just talking about Parasite mm-hmm. coming right out of Korea. You can't ignore how good that movie is. Oh, it's such a good movie. So we were just talking about it. Like 
we're kind of nervous and excited to see what's going to happen at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Because will Parasite get snubbed the same way BTS got snubbed at the Grammys? Mm. Is it going to be another example of how people just don't want a foreign influence in their territory? Yeah. So I'm a little excited to see. So that was our last topic Mm -hmm. um, of this episode. And um, we are going to end each episode with... um, our meme or vine or tiktok yes of the week (laughs) um and i want to go first because Mm -hmm. i found a meme that actually ties in well with our um topic Mm -hmm. on k-pop so um i found this meme where um this guy is um he's on the phone and then i think he it's like from an anime okay possibly Mm -hmm. and then on the top, it says, when the person who who said K-pop is cringy calls me or tries to contact me. And then this guy is like in the bottom. He responds, no, I do not want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> and that was it, it was something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I had a friend. Oh, we don't talk a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. But whenever I would like post music about K-pop or talk about K-pop, she points out that she thinks that liking K-pop is an anti-feminist trait interesting interesting um and she said like i don't know why you think that music that is repetitive or that is like and she just like judged my taste Mm -hmm. in music Mm -hmm. and then i said i don't i really don't want to argue with you anymore because i know that like the more i argue with you like the more you're just going to be judgy about this and she's like i just think that well you don't understand the music you don't blah 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 i'm like the internet is almighty now that there are translations that i can look up and even if i don't understand music why can't i just join other aspects of the music like the choreography Mm -hmm. the um the visuals that they put on in music videos like that's Mm -hmm. another form of art that i enjoy so who are you to tell me that k-pop is cringy and i shouldn't like it yeah and i feel like it's just it's just judgy yeah like i feel like a lot of people look at k-pop and it's these kind of effeminate men who wear makeup and all of a sudden it's like like what is that it's so different i cannot mm-hmm. take part i can't look at this it's just so weird it's and then they turn to like just bashing it saying things like oh it's fake they don't actually dance they don't sing while they dance and i don't know if anybody has if those people have ever watched like a practice video yeah of these idols like practicing for the dance and they're singing at the same time and it's like no they're actually performing and they're singing while they're doing those complicated choreographies Mm. like i don't know like they're just judging because they're jealous and they can't do it yeah sorry hard work is going over your head yeah (laughs) (laughs) so my meme is an overused image or it's my overused image because I use it for <laughs> everything. And it's a picture of, uh, let's see, um, Doyoung from NCT. Oh, I pointing, love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's pointing at a river and he's like, this is a river of my tears. And I just, <gasps> that photo, number one used. I post it <laughs> everywhere. It just, I feel like it speaks to me. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it does. I, I, I feel like that speaks to me too. Like mm-hmm. whenever you're in like... <laughs> Whatever situation, you can always, it it works. Like if Mm -hmm. you're like laughing, bursting in tears, Mm -hmm. like you can use that if you're so sad. my tears, yes. You can do that (laughs) if you come out of an exam. You Mm -hmm. can do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's so versatile. You can use it for anything. Awesome. And we'll definitely post on the links to these memes Mm -hmm. in our show notes. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? No. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And you will be here. Yes. In the future episodes as yes, well. Yes, I will. I'm so excited. Yes. So if you want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on WSUM social media page, and we will see you next time. Yeah, see you guys. Hashtag, Hashtag represent. represent.